Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Today, I want to give you a lesson, leadership lessons from leaders who lost it. Leadership lessons from leaders who lost it. But before I do, what I want to do is I want to remind you how excited I am for this week. This is our pastor's conference, NTLC. It's a leadership moment you want to be a part of. It's October 20th at 1 o'clock. It's over Friday at 4 o'clock. So it's about 36 hours total. I'm going to be delivering a lesson that is going to be about what COVID has taught the church it can never do again. I'm watching churches all over do the exact same things they did before COVID, and they are not thriving. If you're not pastoring different, if you're not leading different, you cannot succeed in the post-COVID environment. I'm going to dive into it. It will be real. It will be alive. I also want to remind you on November 8th, I'll be in New Braunfels. And when I'm in New Braunfels, I'm going to be doing um, personal leadership skills. These are the skills that leaders need that are very, very personal. They need to develop. Let's jump into the lesson. Leadership lessons from leaders who lost it. The first leader is someone who's going to lose their mind. The second leader is someone who's going to lose their throne. The third leader is someone who's going to lead it, lose it all. So the first one loses their mind. The second one loses their throne. The third one is going to lose it all. Now, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to give you simple outlines. The outlines are clear. The stories are clear. And they're just simple outlines. And these outlines need to be dug into. The first lesson is about Nebuchadnezzar. He was an individual that literally is recorded throughout history. He's an individual that built one of the vast kingdoms. But biblically, he's a leader that God raised up, took down, and rose up again. In his case, he's going to lose his mind. And in the book of Daniel, we learn this. It says in the chapter about Nebuchadnezzar, that he took inventory and he left God out of it. It's in verse 22. So you go and you begin to look it up and you will find out he talked about the kingdom, everything it was, the width of it, the dynamics of it, the greatness of it. But every time he talked about it, he never included God. He took an inventory and he left God out. Today, there's so many leaders who look at all their achievements and they never pause and they never respect God as a part of the journey. Number two, when we think we're in control more than we are. That's found in verse 28. He thought he was in control of more than he really was. He, he thought he controlled everything since everything he had controlled had worked. And so we lose our mind when we don't take inventory, include God, when we think we're more in control than we really are. And then thirdly, we think we control what only God controls. This is in verse 31. 
we think we control only what God controls. There are things that are only in God's hands. He hasn't entrusted to anyone else. And as a result of this, Nebuchadnezzar is going to think he controls things that only God controls. And then fourthly, we live as though there's no consequences. Somehow, because we've achieved a whole lot, we get to ignore God. We think we're in control. We think we control what only God controls. And we live as though there's no consequences. Nebuchadnezzar was warned. He didn't listen to the warning. In seven years, he's going to be in a field. And he's going to eat like a cow. When he eats like a cow, he's lost his mind. Why? Because he ignored the principles we've listed above. I want to encourage you as a leader. It's too great a story for you not to consider. Go back and write down these principles and make sure you and your team are living within them. Lesson number two is about King Saul. He's going to lose his throne. The throne that was God-given is going to be God taken away. And he's going to lose his throne in 1 Samuel 22 and verse 6. See, Saul is a poster child of an abusive leader. He gives us all the characteristic of what happens when a leader becomes abusive. In 1 Samuel 22 and verse 6, he's sitting among his people. As he sits among his people, he's surrounded by his army but he sits under a tree with a sword. He's totally safe, but he's sitting there and he has his sword and his spear in his hand. Now, the reason this is important is because it's one of the signs of an abusive leader. It's about their image, how they look. He wanted to look strong, so he's sitting there holding the spear. He's sitting there with his sword. He wanted to look strong. It was his image that he cared about. Secondly, it was all about power. When he holds that spear, he was saying, I am the powerful one. I'm the one with the most power. And so he's literally making it about his power. So get it. Abusive leaders, it's an image thing. It's a power thing. But then third, the image and power go to your head. And it's now about the conspiracy. Someone's out to get me. Literally, someone is out to get him. And so in the shadows, he sees all these conspiracies. He sees all these circumstances. And he just begins to let these conspiracies drive him wild. But then fourthly, it's about his authority. Do what I say, no matter what. Just do what I say, no matter what. You don't get to calculate whether it's right, whether it's wrong, whether it's good, whether it's bad. Just do what I say. It's all about his authority. See, when the authority I exercise is no longer guided by the will of God, when our actions are no longer about exalting God, we become abusive leaders. When what I do is based on being paranoid rather than being faithful to God, when what I do is no longer about God 
or the best for people, I become an abusive leader. So I want you to get this. Here's a guy who is positioned by God, yet he became abusive. Why? It's his image. It's his power. It's his authority. Don't question me. There's no questioning involved. It's about the exercise of authority, and the exercise of the authority is no longer based on the will of God. It's no longer based on whether it's exalting God or helping people. He has become paranoid, and he's no longer faithful to God. And so Nebuchadnezzar lost his mind. Saul, what does he do? He loses his throne. Lesson number three is about Samson. Again, I'm just giving you outlines today. I want you to go back. I want you to write down the thoughts. I want you to deliberate them as to how they affect your organization. And so in lesson three, it's about Samson, and he's going to lose it all. He's going to lose his ministry and his life. And this is found in Judges 16 and verse 20. One of those scary verses, he said he shook himself off and he went up as aforetime, not realizing that God had departed from him, not realizing that God had departed from him. And what it refers to is that he had taken for granted what God had given him. See, God gives every leader many things. But we can never neglect or take God for granted. He began to take it for granted. God's always going to be there. God's always going to take care of things. But here's the thing. We can never take it. And Samson's case, his personal ambitions of what he wanted exceeded biblical boundaries. He was a Nazarite. There were certain boundaries. He ignored them. His parents were wise, but he ignored them. And as a result, he got himself in trouble. And so, you take for granted what God's given you. You let your personal ambitions exceed biblical boundaries. And then next, you utilize your gift as a means of self-promotion instead of service for God. You utilize your gift as a means of self-promotion instead of service for God. It's no longer about God. It's no longer about anything else. It's just promoting yourself. How can I use what God's given me for me? And I pray that you will pause and pray that you never go there. And the safety protocols in his life are seen as an inconvenience. Everything that was to protect him, to protect others, became an inconvenience. What I've done today is I've given you three outlines. They're short. They're little outlines of three leaders. One lost his mind. It's unfortunate we see that. We look around and we say, how in the world could that leader do that? They lost their mind. Another one, he lost his throne. Someone that we used to idolize, we look around and say, where are they today? They've lost the throne that God gave them. And then a third one who loses everything. They lose their life. And unfortunately, we see all three of these leaders. This is more solemn than most of my lessons. 
I'm asking you to go back and review. Write down the outlines. Maybe ponder them a little bit. Contemplate them a little bit. But begin to think through how this affects you. Leaders can lose it. They can lose their mind. They can lose their throne. And they can lose everything. Just simple thoughts to challenge you to last as a leader. I want to remind you, you're in the Dallas area. You want to fly in. Come and join us for North Texas Leadership Conference this Thursday and Friday. Then on November 8th, join us for some of the skills that are needed to be an effective leader. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to geraldbrooksministries.com.